0: Well, it's official. Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert is done for the season. And here to break it all down is Daniel Wade at Dan Talk Sports on your favorite social media co-host over at the Locked On Chargers podcast. I am Ross Jackson, your Locked On NFL expert. Dan, huge news for the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, kind of confirming the expectation now with the, th- with the surgery on the broken finger. Uh, quarterback Justin Herbert done for the rest of the season. What does this mean for the Chargers moving forward?
1: i think honestly ross i think it's kind of a blessing in disguise assuming that justin herbert has nothing from this that's going to carry on for the rest of his career right? It's right assuming that he can totally heal from this i do think it's a good thing for this organization because i think the absolute worst thing that could have happened is three games under 500 you trot your 262 million dollar quarterback back out there for meaningless games which is something that Brandon Staley has already taken heat for, right? Playing his star players in a meaningless game like what happened last week, last year in week 18 against the right. Broncos. The season was already over with the loss to the Broncos. Falling to five and eight in the AFC was always going to be a death sentence. They basically had to run the table. What this means now, though, is that. Easton Stick is going to start the last four games for the Chargers this season. His best opportunity is probably going to be Thursday night to win the game, but that is it for this season. The best thing that can happen for the Chargers from here on out is them losing the rest of their games.
0: Ooh, and, and that's got to be so disappointing to say as well, covering this team coming into the season. You see the, the Chiefs finally look vulnerable. Oh. Uh, you know, the Denver Broncos were going through so much. I mean, how does this impact sort of the, the next step of the process for the Los Angeles Chargers, especially for a coaching staff that was already under so much fire?
1: Yeah, I think what it is is it, it basically seals the fate of this Chargers coaching staff. I mean, I think as soon as Justin Herbert got hurt, even before that game ended... It basically was the final straw because the coaching staff for this team had a very clear bar that they had to pass this Mm -hmm. season, which was after the playoff loss to the Jaguars last year that embarrassed the franchise. They had to make it to the playoffs and they had to win a game in the playoffs. That was the bare minimum for this team. And for a franchise that has Justin Herbert, that should be the minimum, right? Like there should be higher standards when you have a quarterback as good as Justin Herbert. But what it means is This iteration of coaching staff is gone. Like Brandon Staley will be gone after the 2023 season. It will be at least a new coaching staff going into 2024. And I think the question that they have to ask themselves seriously is do they need to entirely clean house? Because I think what you saw this season, especially with the way it ended... You need to find a coaching staff that can maximize your young quarterback. And you also need to get a front office that can protect your young quarterback. And through the fractured rib cartilage last year, the torn labrum last year, the two broken fingers, one on each hand this year, how can you argue that you've been protecting your star asset, right? Like this is Andrew Luck levels of incompetence with this team being able to protect their valued asset, right? So like to me, it doesn't just stop at Brandon Staley. But this basically is the last nail in the coffin for this coaching staff.
0: Yeah, quite the indictment on that coaching staff for sure. Uh, look, I know we don't know who's going to be available just yet in the coaching search, but amongst Chargers fans, amongst Chargers media, is there already sort of an apple of the eye, or is it kind of like a got to see who's available and, and and try to get the best candidate from there? Because it feels like if this job opens up, Dan, this is going to be the most desired job in the NFL.
1: Yeah, it'll be really interesting, right? Because it, it's, it feels like it's either the Chargers or the bears just because of them potentially having, you know, two picks inside the top five or six picks because you know, of of the trade they made with the Panthers last year, but like you have an established star quarterback that's locked up for the next several seasons. And I think the biggest thing is from here is do you go with another first time head coach, right? Because the chargers, the last three coaches they've had Brandon Staley before that it was Anthony Lynn before that it was Mike McCoy all have ended in, you know, four seasons or less all have been borderline disasters. So do you go for the big fish? This is what's interesting. They were rumored to be in on the sweepstakes for Urban Meyer, which seems like something that wouldn't be an important thing right here. And, oh, and well. obviously a huge you know, sigh of relief that they avoided someone who was an <laughs> even bigger disaster than Brandon Staley has been through three seasons. But what it tells me is, This franchise notoriously known for not spending the big money on head coaches. You know, when you're taking in first time head coaches, you're not paying them as much as someone, for example, like a Jim Harbaugh. So would they actually be willing to open up their pockets to someone like Jim Harbaugh? Maybe in 2021, during that coaching cycle, we saw that they would be interested in trying Mm -hmm. to go after one of these big time splash hires like a Jim Harbaugh. We'll see what happens in New England with Bill Belichick, right? And and that, I mean, obviously for me, Bill Belichick, the GM, is something I would stay as far away from as possible. Bill Belichick with a young quarterback, knowing what's happened with Mac Jones, I think is something yeah. you have to be skeptical of, even though it's, if you're the Chargers, how could you possibly not be interested, right? Like yeah. you need someone who is going to fix – the narrative around your whole franchise like you have charging that's the biggest thing that Brandon Steele couldn't get away from charging yeah. right that's what he set out to do he set out to build a new culture and for the chargers that culture meant not folding and crumbling in big games like we saw with philip rivers and now with justin herbert and that's why tom tolesco has to get brought in because like you've had two easily top 10 quarterbacks you failed to win a, build a consistent winning team around both of those you know, potentially Hall of Fame level talented quarterbacks. Now you might have to go for the big splash. Like yeah. maybe you do bring in someone like Jim Harbaugh. Maybe you make a strong push, get somebody who's done it before, stop with the first time head coaches and find someone that's been to a Super Bowl.
0: Uh, outstanding breakdown, Dan. Outstanding in terms of looking at that coaching staff. Last one for you. We know that this is probably the death knell for the coaching staff. At the beginning of the season, uh, as y'all were getting ready for the year over on Lockdown Chargers, y'all mentioned that this was the last chance for, the char- for this version of the Chargers. Do you stand by that statement, and what do you expect to change over the course of this offseason?
1: Yeah, I absolutely do. I mean, this was – an all-in move from this Chargers team to do what they did this offseason, doing max restructures on the contracts of guys like Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and Keenan Allen, which has put them in a really terrible spot in the 2024 cap situation, as Ross Jackson would know (laughs) all about, you know, being (laughs) way over the cap. And I don't know if they have the guys to get around it the way the Saints have all these years, but, like, it was an all-in move to keep all these guys back like having this iteration of this team with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen you're not going to see it again like there's just I mean I don't think there's any way they can make that work right now with the salary cap situation that they have in 2024 so like this is the last version you know this is the last run for this group of, of these guys like The nice thing is, is you have Justin Herbert, right? So you should never really have to totally rebuild. As long as you have that dude and you can make some smart moves around him, you should be able to stay competitive in the AFC. But like, as we've seen this season, they couldn't stay competitive even when they had all those guys. So I think that's what really kind of clouds. The waters at this point is just like, this wasn't enough. How do you, you know, think you're getting better by cutting potentially Joey Bosa, how are you better? with seeing how Justin Herbert has struggled without his big weapons, without Mike Williams, but unfortunately, whether they want it or not, those decisions are coming down the pike.
0: Man, it's going to be a very, very eventful offseason for the Los Angeles Chargers. And, hey, a very eventful week. So make sure you're keeping up with Locked On Chargers. You've got Dave, you got Dan over there keeping you up to date on everything going on. Can Easton Stick be the next Tommy Cutlets? We're going to find out this week. But more <laughs> importantly, that offseason is going to be a lot. So make sure you're checking out Locked On Chargers every single Monday through Friday for more. Dan, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy.
1: No problem, Ross.